Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of iCast Fireball, an actual play 5 AD and d adventure where we go through the campaign Tyranny of Dragons. I'm Thomas, your DM for this adventure, and around the table we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. Boy, howdy. Last we left the Jank Squad, we left them in quite a predicament. They <laughs> were not satisfied with Arthur being a- left alive to escape and report back to the other dragons and the cult of the dragon itself. They decided to take matters into their own hand with Fleeple taking a brunt of his ability to be able to transform into underwater creatures, uh, him being able to take the initiative and follow after Turning into a giant sperm whale using polymorph, he was able to catch up to Arathator. And then from there, after Arathator broke his concentration, turning into a giant squid or octopus, grappling Arathator, trying to break free, attacking, demolishing Fleeple, dropping him to zero hit points, leaving him unconscious, drowning in the water. Well, Lance and Mal, Lance in particular, feeling helpless and that they didn't contribute anything and couldn't contribute anything while Fleeple went off on his own. After a time, after a moment, Mal felt that things were not right. Lance felt that things were not right. And so calling for the aid of Makoth and calling upon Bahamut, probably the first prayer she's ever uttered, Mal sensed just immense dread that things were not right with Fleeple. As on the sidelines, as we saw Fleeple rolling death-saving throws and would continue to roll death-saving throws until death overtook him if he could not regain consciousness and breathe air. At this point, Makoth heard the cries and pleas of Lance. Mal decided to act on these feelings, which may or may not have been from Bahamut, and she dove into the icy depths of the water when suddenly Fleeple miraculously, almost as if by the actions of his friends, was brought back to consciousness with one hit point, no air in his lungs, but the ability to transform into an underwater creature. That is where we left the Jank Squad and we joined them on this week's adventure. So there's a lot happening right now, Jank Squad. We've got Makoth, who's coming. We've got Mal, who just jumped into the water. We've got Fleeple, who is now an underwater creature. We're going to go in initiative order still. And Mal, you are first in the initiative as you plunge into the water. It is a shock to your system. In fact, I need you to make a constitution saving throw with how cold and frigid this water is just to immediately prevent you from taking significant damage or a shock. Not natural 20. You do not take the one point of exhaustion that you would have taken um, as a result of being in this cold, icy depths, but that may continue. You may have to continue making constitution saving throws as you dive through. Your determination, you grit your teeth, you bear down, and you swim underneath the water, enraged by this situation and rage with this dread carrying you on and carrying you through. However, you do take damage. Mm. Being underwater in this icy, frigid, dragon-enhanced cold water, you're going to take six points of cold damage. 
but you are able to swim. I don't believe you have a swim speed, so it is just going to be half movement for you, correct? Affirmative. So that's going to be 30 feet. You take the slow and arduous swimming that you do. Now, for our listeners and for our players, holding your breath underwater. You get one minute plus one for each point of constitution mod you have, right? That's correct. So you get one minute guaranteed. And then your constitution modifier, which you, is great. It is. I have a four to my modifier. So you have quite a bit of time that you can hold your breath. We'll see if the cold has any effect on that, though. Fleeple, it's your turn. Okay. I one hit point brought back from the brink of death in this octopus, almost disoriented of where you are even you even are. You now can finally breathe and you're like, okay, maybe you can start collecting your thoughts now. <laughs> yes, I look in two directions to either side of me. One from which I heard that voice, something isn't right, that kind of snapped me out of this. And I peer down the opposite direction where the dragon obviously went. And I kind of like shrug my tentacles around my mantle and look back in the direction of Mal and think my friends are impulsive and my impulsiveness is probably going to make them do something impulsive too. So I'm going to dash 120 feet towards the direction where my friends are. Great. Making the hard decision to let Arathator go, at least for the time. You take a water breath as a giant octopus and you and you swim back towards your party. Not to where Mal is, for you swam quite a distance away from the entrance with your 120 whatever it was with the giant sperm whale speed, swim speed there. You quickly make your way back. Lance, it goes to you, but you know Makoth is coming. Would you like to wait for Makoth? Is there anything you want to do here uh, while you wait? I'm waiting for Makoth because that's just what I'm banking it all on. Seeing Mal dive into the water just freaks Lance out even more. You actually don't see her dive into the water because the fog in this underwater, in this uh, layer is so thick. Oh, okay. I couldn't even hear like the whoosh. You could probably have heard that, but you can't see. It's just 60 feet. It's much further than 60 feet from where you currently are at. And so you just hear sploosh as Mal dives in. And Lance will kind of hearing that and like, Malamara? Malamara! It echoes from the walls. And left with a profound, unspeakable silence. (sighs) Mal, it's your turn. You're still swimming, right? Swimming. You spend the 30 feet to swim, just (sighs) your weight holding you down, all of your items, all of your clothes, your winter garb, I'm going to have you mate roll another constitution saving throw. Sure. 18. Your anger fighting the cold here, keeping it at bay, but you do still take damage. Six points of cold damage. And that's your turn. We go to Fleeple now. All right. That'll be another 120 feet for me right towards Mal. 120. And uh, no blind sense here, right? With a giant octopus. 
no blind sense, but 60 feet of dark vision. There you go. There you go. And you just swing back, Lance, that profound silence, the mist and fog encasing your vision. You see your breath contributing to that fog. And this silence and being alone, you start to hear those whispers from the back of your mind. And they're coming forward and they're trying to take over almost. You just, because you're out of your element and they're trying to push forward. Some you recognize, some that you don't. You hear some that are low, crumbling, almost giant-like as they try to speak and talk to you and offer words of encouragement, advice, cursing you trying to keep this at bay and you you drop to one knee as you these whispers are just encroaching on your mind mal another constitution saving throw wait so mccoth still hasn't shown no it was 120 feet away oh that little punk constitution a 24 yeah definitely not taking the effects of this cold you do however Oh my gosh, another points of six points of cold damage. That's three different D tw- D6s I've rolled, and all of them have been a six. You're starting to you're you're starting to see your fingers turn from their reddish, whitish to just pure white as you are swimming and swimming and swimming. But Fleeple, with your 120, you actually come across a creature swimming in the water towards you. A familiar creature, Mal, and you go, what the? And though she is 90 feet away, you cross, uh, come across this bend and you're able to see her. And Mal, you see this gigantic octopus swim towards you in, and you lose like a minute of air as you like scream before you close your mouth again. Fleeple, you are able to swim to the, uh, to the entrance with Malamara if you'd like. Yes, I display my fleece i wrap a tentacle around mal and i'm going to yeah swim all the way back to the entrance as you break from the water mal and lance the voices are encroaching on you when you hear the water spray and you hear a gasp into the air fleeple you set malamara down we will drop out of initiative order unless you three want to stay in initiative. No, I'm good. I'll just drop my wild shape and start stomping around all angry-like, scuffing my claws against the ice and just murmuring in draconic under my breath. And Fleeple, you are drenched. Mal, you are drenched. It is freezing cold. What normally would have been something that you would start experiencing within the next hour, if you don't get warm and or dry, within the next maybe 10 minutes, you are going to have to start either making rolls or suffer some consequences due to cold. So just be aware of that. But yeah, frustrated Fleeple, you start kicking around some snow. And Lance, you hear Fleeple muttering under his breath. And you hear Mal panting and breathing and it's about this time a levitating macoth comes down from the scriptorium goes so um uh is Arithatori here is he here now no he's not here he's gone he's out somewhere in the ocean somewhere goodness knows where he's gone off to Fleeple is that you 
Yes, it's me. I'm going to cast Produce Flame. Where's Mal? She's right here, dadgummit. And I'm going to find something flammable, pull a torch out of my bag, realize that my bag is probably soaking wet. Just hold the flame next to Malamara so that uh, she can start warming up. And both of you sort of like huddle together as like you start the slow process of warming each other up or trying to and and Makoth goes, oh, so so he's gone. He's he's, he's really gone. You 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 ran him out of here. Oh well. You, you don't have to keep bringing it up. Yes, he's gone. Oh, it's just, I, I, I I mean I put all my faith in you, but to have it be a reality that he's gone. I mean, oh, okay. Well, this is great. Yes, this is good news. This is. I think we have cause to celebrate here. Yes, Where? I, 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 yep, and this is good. The hell were you? I was getting ready. I was coming down and preparing myself. I shouted for you. I called for you. You heard me and didn't respond. Well, yes, I, I told you I wouldn't be able to help. I mean, it's, I mean, it's quite brave of me, frankly, to come down here, though, even after telling you and not knowing Arthur was gone and thinking that he would kill me. He almost killed us for you. We were doing this for you, and you did nothing? She, like, raises her hand, like, slightly, and, like, looks around and goes, Uh, I believe that's what we agreed upon before you came down here, so that's my you understanding. did nothing! And he'll shout kind of almost to himself saying that. She sort of like steps back a little bit, but her face is not like frightened, but confused. Yes, I I did nothing because I told you I would do nothing. So I kept my word and uh, was not going to do anything except for an impassioned plea at the end and feeling a momentary... Uh, note of braveness uh, I, I mean had I known Arthur Tor wasn't down here yeah I would have I think I would have jumped down I think a little bit uh, sooner that would have been nice I've been wondering what he has down here to kind of take a look around and uh, he, she looks around to you Fleeple and Mal being like and uh, yeah uh, actually let me um let me see if I can help out with that and she comes over and uh, she produces a cloak for one of you to drape around yourselves, and uh, the other, she uh, also does uh, a type of produce flame where she has uh, her hands, like uh, if you think like burning hands, but uh, instead of just flame gouting, it's just like encasing her hands as she like tries to like warm you up and goes, Oh, I forgot how cold it gets down here. It gets quite cold in his lair. I Definitely not a place that you would want to be jumping in the water there. I mean, that's. He, he must have pushed you in if you guys were doing that. Mal will make sure that the cloak is wrapped tightly around Fleeple's he- uh, body, around his head. <laughs> the cloak is wrapped tightly around Fleeple's body. And then as she stands up and approaches Lance, she kind of hits Fleeple on the back of the head and goes up to Lance. And she'll just put a hand on his shoulder. We're okay, Lance. It's okay. Despite somebody's best effort, 
we're all okay. As she gives a sly look to Fleeple. I look back up at Mal uh, without expression, and I say, do speak for yourself. Makath, there's some wonderful magic items up there in the wall. Maybe you should go look at those. Oh, yes, I will, actually. Um, and she just immediately rush, rushes over and goes like, oh, my, yes, look at this. It's good. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. And just whispering to herself, uh, she takes out like a quill and like a notebook and the quill starts jotting some stuff down in the notebook in the air while she's just kind of like orating to herself. And I look at Mal and Lance and say, I'm going to go find Lance's arrows. And I'm going to fly off back towards the other side of the lair. Mm-hmm. Leaving Lance and Mal um, with each other. Lance has not is not meeting Malamara's gaze. She's just kind of looking down. Very lost. Very lost. After giving it a moment, she quietly says, Do you want to talk about it? I am I'm 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 sorry. I didn't I don't know what happened. I didn't do anything. I didn't I tried. I tried to do something, but everywhere I turned, nothing I did worked. I called us a family, and I didn't help my family. She looks at him kind of confused. What do you mean you didn't do anything? There was nothing to to be done. We chased off the dragon. We did exactly what we intended. We didn't die. Look at us. Look. We're br- look. And she moves his head to physically look at her. She goes, look, we are alive. We are okay. Look. I... And he's like, he acknowledges what she's saying, but he also has a very real image of Fleeple at one hit point, staggering around, going to say he's going to find some arrows, while he looks like he literally might have his limbs fall off, too. Like, and he didn't look like that before. (laughs) Before he left. And Lance is just like, I don't, I can't, I can't help. I can't, Malamara. And that's the first time he kind of really like actually willingly will look at her face. I'm out of, I'm out of my depth here. I don't, Fleeple can turn into things and you can command forces beyond our world. I just shoot a bow and stab things in the dark. I don't. I don't know what I can... I don't know how to protect you. And he will very, almost panicking, like, back up. I don't know how I can help. And he's just going to kind of start walking away, muttering those things. I didn't help. I didn't help. Oh, the the weight of, of their party at, you know, f- ten minutes ago, feeling so strong and so connected and so ready for this battle... And and the three of us all being separate just kind of crashes into Mal. She feels that that distance, that that separation. Leaving Lance to himself for a few moments, she goes to Macoth and just whispers, "Will you will you watch Lance for a few minutes? I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna check on people. Just um, here." Useless to me. Okay. 
Yeah. And she (laughs) will go find Fleeple as he's trying to find those missing arrows. The three of you taking some time to yourself. Mal, since I'm going to say since Mal's slowly coming over to Fleeple, Fleeple, it's up to you. You have some time to be by yourself and with your thoughts. What is, uh, what's going on with Fleeple? We know that he's quite upset by this. Well, Fleeple is looking for arrows. Do I find the arrows by any chance? You do. You can find the arrows, absolutely. And they are unbroken. Thank goodness. Yes. So, I guess when Mal reaches Fleeple, he's just kind of got the arrows, just sitting down, kind of cross-legged, sort of staring at them a little bit absent-mindedly, obviously lost in his own thoughts. As Mal approaches him, seeing that he has the arrows in his hands, she initially approaches pretty angry and pretty upset at Fleeple for doing something so, to her, seems so rash to just jump in the water like that and go off on his own. But as she approaches and sees, she's reading his body language as if he's not penitent. What's the word? That he's he's Regretful. sorry about what he's been doing. That like, he's sorry that he did that action. Regardless if that's what he feels like, that's what she takes it as. And so she sighs and lets that anger go because she was planning on coming and yelling at Fleetwell for diving in like that. And instead she sits on the ground next to him. You okay? And Fleeple lets the arrowheads kind of droop down and without looking at Mal will say We're the dragon slayers, Malamara. We're not the dragon annoyers, we're not the dragon chasers. We're the dragon slayers, and that fetid glob of Tiamat's phlegm is just out there continuing to spread this disease throughout the world and we couldn't stop it. Mel thinks for a moment and then looks down at him. You don't think that we stopped him? Chasing him off? We've saved the orcs. We saved... I mean, I'll be the first to admit that that was not a byproduct that I was particularly happy about, but... We saved the orcs. Makoth can go home. We can go home. We know where the Dracorn's going. All in all, this feels like a, a win, Fleeple. Yes, and the dragon's going home too, I suppose, to his wife, who he loves so much. And they're going to have such a wonderful time when they get back together. Mel laughs and then cuts herself off. Because <laughs> uh, that's clearly not the mood that he's going for. Are you really just upset that he got away? Or is this about something else? And Fleeple will look up to Mal at this point and say, Tiamat has five heads. That dragon had one head. And just shrug. Do you think that we can stop the cult? Well, we can stop... Maybe, maybe, right? We've. I mean, they're just people... Do you think that we can stop the cult, Fleeple? Hmm. Well, I mean, it's not like we're going to do anything else. I mean, we might maybe die, I suppose, is the other thing we might do. Well, we've already tried that once today, and uh, that didn't go great for us. It didn't so... work, so we need to do something that's going to work instead. We need to do something that's going to work instead. 
Mal sits there and lets the silence stretch between them for a few minutes. And then she stands up and wrings out the mantle that she has around her (laughs) neck. She's still sopping wet. And she goes, you know what? I think we can do it. I didn't think that we could take on this dragon. And we did. We've come up across lots of things and we've been able to beat every single one of them. Successfully. We're still here. We're still alive. Despite our best efforts to not be today. His dying didn't work. I... It got me so close, it should have, but it didn't. (laughs) It's almost like we forgot a critical rule about 20s. (laughs) Mal chuckles and gestures to help Fleeple stand and gestures down the corridor to start walking back toward Lance. She goes, you know, if I were to bet... I would bet on us to take down the cult. How much do you want to bet on whether MacArthur is still alive by the time we get back to Lance? You know, um, I don't take bets that I'm not sure I'm going to win, so maybe we should hurry a little bit faster. Um, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> maybe we should, maybe we should uh, go. And, uh, <laughs> Mal, half-joking, half-serious, will uh, actually pick up Weeble and let him ride on her shoulder as she... <laughs> kind of starts uh, lightly jogging back toward Lance and Macoth. This is, I'm not used to this speed. This is, <laughs> this is just what you do all the time. Um, it's the benefit of having long legs. It just, just go. Mm. Just sprinting <laughs> as fast. <laughs> and when you come across Lance, Lance is just glaring at Macoth, sharpening with some of his knives. Just like, like the body's on the, the body's next to Lance. Like, I did, I did it. <laughs> oh god! Oh boy! While they're having their conversation, Lance was not around Macoth. Lance is kind of heading off on his own, just through the chamber, and he's just—he's—he's he's going through the same thoughts that he was in talking to Malamara. Like, you didn't—you didn't do anything. You—you you didn't do anything. Nothing. Nothing you did. This is your, your family. Your family, and you didn't. And he'll just like he'll just get more and more very very angry with himself, and he'll like, what could you have done? What could you have done? And he'll he'll actually like take off his bag, the bag that he carries, and he'll just start looking through it. Like, what could you have done? You have clothes. Oh yeah, you. That's nothing. You have a hat of disguise. What are you gonna do with that? And he's like going through just all of his things very angry. You have a rock from another plane. That's not gonna... You you have... And he'll find something in his bag, and he'll, like, pause. You have this... You have this... You have... Fleep... Fleeple! Fleeple! And he'll start running toward Fleeple. Or or just shouting out. He doesn't know where Fleeple went. Kind of. And he'll just start running, shouting for Fleeple. Fleeple! Fleeple! He's really excited about that rock. Uh, yes... Lance, Lance, Lance Thalen, I'm right here. And he'll get to Malamara and Fleeple, and he'll be like, and he'll kind of like take Fleeple off Malamara's shoulders, kind of put him down, being very careful because he notices obviously Fleeple is not doing well. He still has one hit point. He'll be like, you, you, I'm, I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. I didn't do anything. I even... I told you not to let him go. And you went after him. Sorry. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have asked you to do something I couldn't do. I don't... I, I can't do much. And I know you're probably a lot better at this than I am. But can I help you heal? And he'll take out the orc ointment that we got. Mm, mm-hmm. Can you just let me do something to help? This is what what the tribe gave us to heal. And I'd like to try and help you. Please. And I'll uh, lay down on my back with that uh, cloak that Macoth gave me kind of fanned out beneath me. And I'll say, I feel worse than I have ever felt in my life. TBH. So, I, anything, anything would make me feel better right now, I think. And Lance will use the ointment to treat Fleeple's wounds. As a uh, very, like, tenderly, very carefully... Um, seeing the massive like scratches and gouges in his chest on his arms just blood that is like not even starting to cake on it's been frozen on and you just go to each of them and just apply a little bit of ointment and it's amazing how it just gets like absorbed through the skin it really does have some magical quality to it um, even though it is mostly herb based and so you go to another section and and just, oh, and Fleeple, you're like, oh gosh, yes. The healing actually makes it more pronounced about how terrible you feel. <laughs> like when your body starts, like your body goes into survival mode, but then when you actually start to get better, your body's like, hey, remember that? Yeah. Now I'm going to let you actually feel the pain and like, oh gosh. Yeah. You pour the hydrogen peroxide over the wound and you see just how much it's bubbling. You're like, it's like oh boy. You're like, this This is going to hurt in five seconds. And it does. This moment between the three of you, it's, it's a moment that family would have. Wanting to help each other, helping work through your frustrations. And the three of you bond over this moment while Makoth is still letting her automated quill jot down and catalog all of these magic items. How do I heal? How much do I heal, Fleeple? All right. Because I think you said it's like a regular healing potion, each one of these ointments. It's 2d8 plus 4. Sorry, 2d8 plus 2. 2d8 plus 2. Four uses. Four uses of it, yes. So 2d8 plus 2. I mean, I think Lance is just going to use all of it. Okay. So, no, so I was at full hit points when I swam down to that hole, by the way. Yeah. Seriously. Wow. So 2d8 plus 2, but four times. Mm-hmm. So it's 8d8. While this is being rolled, you realize Makath is starting to get some items out of the ice, and she's like chipping away and like burning away, and you realize you worked hard, dang it. And you're going to get some of these items for yourself. And so as after this healing takes place, you come over and you start to plunder and take some of the magic items for yourself. Mal will definitely be casting her Eldridge invocation to detect magic. I'm looking for the magic items. Oh boy, there are some good magic items down here. We will uh, 
<laughs> Let me go ahead and um, describe some of these items for you. Filippo, you now have 42, 43, if you plus your one to it, 43 hit points. That's some good ointment. There you go, there you go. So, we've got quite a few that... You're not sure Makoth is going to let you take all of these items, but yeah, Mal, screw you've Macoth, got okay. potions. Too bad, so sad. <laughs> you've got some potions that are um, quite magical. In fact, there's going to be seven different types of potions here. There, Or six, sorry. Okay, I'm writing this down, just all of this stuff in party fund until we sort it Sweet. out. Sweet. So we'll do a general overview of this treasure. So jot down the six potions. I have them down about what they are. So I'll, I'll get those to you after session here, and we can div- divvy them up. Uh, most half of them are healing. But we also have some significant magic items here. We've got a couple from the DMG I want to point out. And I'll just read the hi- – I'll highlight some of them here. So – so first off, there is some armor that is gleaming and some and adamantine plate armor. But you might be able to modify it to some armor of your choice if you can use like splint or if like a member of your party or somebody else might be able to use it or pass it off to Leosin and maybe get some compensation for that. So some good stuff there. You get a ro- There's a robe and this robe, robe of scintillating colors adamantium armor plate staff of power whoa yeah yeah okay (laughs) that's like new favorite i call it helm of brilliance oh also very good and then we have some magic items not in the dmg that actually came from our good friend and longtime listener michael sear mikey so some of these, he sent some on over um, a while back, and we've been finally able to use them here. So one of them is uh, some boots that are well, well-designed boots. And you're like, gosh, these look amazing. And they look very, like, snug and, like, fit. And it, on, like, the backs of them, there are, like, these wings that are painted on the back heels of them almost. But... As each of you take them, it's almost like the boots form to your own perfect image of what a boot that you would want to wear looks like that would like feel really good and like snug. These are called the Jordian's boots. And uh, another one that you have is a belt that Mal draws your attention. This belt looks fairly mundane, but it's giving off a magical aura and you're like huh and we'll call this one the lifting belt and then the last one is a wand a fairly fairly innocuous wand but this wand is just straight black made of wood and it is giving off a strong strong aura here so i'll go ahead and uh sorry the first one uh jordion's boots the next one is the lifting belt and this one is a wand of attunement. This uh, we'll call this. It's not like the wand of brilliance, but we'll call it for the sake of the where you found it, the dragon's wand. It's not actually a dragon's wand, right? But as you jot it down in your inventory, you can say dragon's wand. You told us this, but the thing about this one, this wand is it's a plus one 
it's a plus one spell focus. And if you've listened to our feats episode that we came out with Crunch Squad, it's very similar to the acts like Sharpshooter or Great Weapons Master to where you can choose when you cast a spell where you have to roll an attack roll, you can take the minus five to add 10 to the damage result there. So you can choose to do that there. There's some other elements to it, but that's one of the big focuses there. Uh, those are the magic items you see. You also see, uh, in addition to magic items, because money because is money, money. And, and money's real good. Money is money is money. Money is money. You see quite a few like unique gems, and there is going to be roughly... 3,000 gold pieces worth of like gems, coin, and like art pieces that have been stolen and like hold up in here. Not as much like coin as you might expect from maybe some other dragons from lore, but again, Arthur was all about those magic items. He was all about the wizardry and crafting and uh, wanting to become magical. So that's what you find in the lair. Thomas, real quick, real quick, those potions. You want to get those potions? Well, there's it. it there's a specific type of potion that I'm interested in. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> is, is there any chance, any chance at all? You know where I'm going with this. I do have a random table that I was going to be rolling off of after this, but you bring up a good point. So, all right, let's roll this right now for these four, okay? Okay. Four? Okay. No, there's six. There's six. There's oh, sorry, three. So there's three that are healing, three that are not. So here's the three, okay? Okay, the first one. A potion of animal friendship. Mm-hmm. The second. A potion of diminution. The last one. Is a potion of... Hill giant strength. Oh, oh still good. Still good still for good. Alamara. Still good. And then while we're at it, the healing potions. Yes. Whew. You've got one regular healing, one superior, and one supreme healing potion. Hey, hey. Nice. Gotta love the supreme. A supreme reg, su- superior, and supreme. Supreme is 10d4 plus 20. Oh. <gasps> 10d4 plus 20? That's the... Fleeple just got down to one hit point and he had full hit points and he's going and gets a dragon. Only costs an action to drink this or bonus action to drink this uh, due to our house rules. And then... Uh, and your body just pushing out all of the scabs and the, the, the bad blood. So, Potion of Longevity was on here. The dice didn't want it. One of these days. All right, so that is everything. And Michael Sear, thanks for those magic items. They were really fun to read through. There's a ton more that he sent over, but I felt these ones were the most appropriate to include for our uh, party here. So, well, and yeah, now that we've got everything gathered together, I'll look around and say, well, Macarth said that this is cause for celebration, so I suppose we should celebrate. I prepared this uh, before we went in, uh, in case of celebration, and uh, when I was in Waterdeep, I never got to try it, but I heard someone talking about this thing called a cheesecake that sounded very interesting. So, 
and I pull out this platter from my bag and I say, it's on the bottom, it's a wheel of brie, rind and all, uh, a layer of prosciutto on top of that, followed by a, la- a wheel of red Leicester cheese, followed by some soppressata, and I just go through like layer after layer of cheese and meat, and then I frosted the entire thing, I, I, I whipped up some uh, shallot and onion uh, gourmet cheese with a bit of spicy andouille sausage, and I spread that all around the outside, so... Celebration time, everybody. As you cut it up, Makoth goes, Oh, I am starving. Thank you. Walks over and just takes a slice uh, and just starts immediately eating it before the rest of you can have a slice there. While Makoth is distracted, they have also been looting and taking things. And Lance doesn't care about Makoth anymore. So what's going to happen is as Makoth's distracted, Lance kind of eyeing where they've been putting things in a satchel or a bag, or not. When I say looting, I, I have to specify, they haven't been looting, they've been cataloged. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> they've been, uh, Makoth is not a person to get their hands too dirty, and they are a part of like a magic, so they're like, we're, we'll come back to this. There's the Arthator is gone, and so they have been cataloging everything. So they haven't been like grab, maybe like grab like a, a few like a gem that dropped out, and she just unconsciously puts it in her, um, her pockets. But any like big items, she doesn't necessarily like shove immediately into her back of holding. So well, I still hate Macoth, so I'm gonna steal from them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I will sleight of hand steal. Just reach into a bag and try and steal something. Okay, sounds good. They do have a bag of holding, so not really able to steal anything from a bag of holding unless you take the whole bag. I mean, I have done that before. <laughs> That's true. You have to one. Jenny Craig, here I come. That poor apprentice who's probably fired now. But yes, you can uh, try and steal some things from their outer pockets. Uh, roll sleight of hand, please. Should I roll stealth first or just sleight of hand? Nah, just sleight of hand. You... Goth knows you're there, so. <laughs> nah, you can take it. It's going to be sleight of hand. It's going to be 23. 23. Just about 500 worth of, like, platinum and gems that they slipped into their pockets. So through the cheesecake and, like, talking with them, like, over a good five to ten minutes, you just boink, 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 and you pull out 500 gold pieces uh, worth of gems and platinum. I will take it some combination of that and you're like yeah take that Makoth take that you coward you coward having taken as much stuff as was interested to you I mean there are obviously like giants weaponry here and like giants armor still on the giants and like pieces of like shipwrecks and like boats that are in the ice and there are some items that are just much too far into the ice like it would take you days to get through that you don't have but none of them are like pinging this like end game critical magic item you need uh, malamara so you're like oh we'll, we'll let makoth maybe deal with that these are the items that you got quite a good haul from this dragon's lair and makoth goes well i'm i'm freezing so i'm gonna go up and uh so uh would you guys like to come or are you you guys gonna chill here for a little bit because i'm I am very cold. Very delicious cheesecake, though. I've never had it quite in that way. Uh, you took it very literally, and I loved it. Oh. I, I thought that was a very delicious interpretation of what a cheesecake is. Um, good on you. Very, I mean, 
Bravo. And uh, I, but it is cold. So I'm going to go back up there and um, I'm going to. Let's go back up together. And when we get back to Waterdeep, because we are going back to Waterdeep, I'm yes, going to find out what a cheesecake is supposed to be. But that will be a matter for another day. Ah, well, I honestly, you might be a little disappointed uh, to figure out what a real cheesecake is. I think you've got it right, honestly. <laughs> like, uh, if you you could probably open a chain of like uh, some sort of like uh, or sell the recipe. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Uh, I've just lived in society for quite a while. Well, not the past uh, three years, but and she's just walking over to the scriptorium entrance, expecting you to fall, but she's gonna levitate up, and you realize, oh. I have wings, but Lance and Mal do not. They have, they need a rope, so you might have to go back to your other entrance with the rope that was dangling down. Regardless, as you pop back up to the level, it's much warmer up here, but it's still quite cold, but much warmer up here outside of the lair. It seems like a completely different day. Like it's been, there's so much that's happened. You're like, oh my gosh. And you feel safer immediately. Still being in the iceberg, regardless, you just feel safer being out of that terrible place. Um, your bag of holding has all of the magic items. Makoth, there's like this expectation that Makoth was like, yes, you're going to carry these for me. <laughs> and like, that was it. Like that's that's all they like. Oh yes, you're going to bring these back and, and things like that. But so she's not like, uh, those are ours. She's just kind of like the idea of like, oh, that's, that's right. You guys are going to be helping me carry this back because that was the agreement of there are going to be some items that you're bringing back that Arthur stole to the arcane brotherhood back in Waterdeep, but you don't have to let her know that you're going to hold on to them permanently necessarily. And that it's the payment of saving them because there are more magic items in the scriptorium itself that Macoth was studying that she is going to put in her bag of holding that she's like, these are the things I'm researching in depth and like, magic books um uh, scripts and like uh scrolls things like that so you feel like she's got enough on her plate that these items might be forgotten so yes but as you feel safer coming up to this level the ice trolls are nowhere to be seen it seems like macoth has released them from guard duty declaring that arthator has been defeated or uh, she says defeated and so the ice trolls are have disappeared surprisingly you still circumvent the cobalt room. You go to Macoth, or do you guys go back up to the tribe? Let's get the heck out of here before that dragon decides to come back. Yeah. In case he yeah. decides to come back. Just gather up whatever Macoth needs us to help carry out and get on out. Mm-hmm. As you come up, um, the first person that greets you, of course, she's there. And she goes, I have been waiting to see you. I had faith in each of you. You each have a special mark upon you. And I am, as she closes her eyes, so grateful to have been right. Mal, she walks up to you, puts her hand gingerly on your shoulders, both of them actually, on your shoulder, as she stares at you, and then on your face, cupping your entire face with her two hands. You are truly one of us. If it had not been for your bravery and determination, you would not have survived. 
and she brings her head to touch yours. As she brings her head to touch yours, May Luzik, the mother, guide and protect you on your future journeys. <sighs> she pulls away from you, still cupping you, and looks at you, Lance and Fleeple. She will keep you safe. You stay with her, and I have no doubts you will be successful in your endeavors. Now come, I must inform the tribe of the success. We will feast, we will celebrate, as it will all be our final evening. I will hand the Staff of the Woodlands back to her and give a grateful nod. She takes it reverently and gingerly. I pray that it was helpful in your encounter, brother. Indeed it was. There were some nasty trolls who uh, we managed to snare right up with this, so it was a pretty good time, if you ask me. I am glad to have imparted my strength where I could. But now, come. We must celebrate and share the good news. As she ushers you to the main hallway and yells at the top of her lungs, Aratata has been driven away. And we must celebrate this great triumph from the Jinx Squad. Shouts of joy erupt. She looks over and goes, The Froskima will be released and freed and will truly be guests tonight. Free to leave when they wish after we celebrate and we feast for this will be our final night on this prison. There is joy and the festivities are immense. Some of them are quite brutal as the orcs have feats of strength as they fight one another that you can wish to participate in, but you probably don't wish to, especially in your weakened state. Maybe just enjoying the uh, observing and if things get too much, you can always step outside for a little bit while they clean up the blood off the off the floors here. Um, but as each of you take a moment and prepare to leave the, in the next morning in the frost skimmer, you just reflect. And in that reflection, you all level up. What? <laughs> there we go. Feel like it's a pretty good story beat to end on to level up your characters. It took oh, whooping yes. a dragon to do it. <laughs> what y'all? If that's what and it takes, a... we'll fight some more. Like, how many dragons can we come up with? Where's the next dragon? I need the next level. I need the next level. So, before we close out here, we're just gonna do what we do normally, just do some quick leveling up here. Mainly the hit points. So we'll start with Lance. Are you going to take the safe route no, I'm gonna or roll. risk your I'm gonna hit roll. I always roll. Biscuit. Roll. All right. <laughs> Again, if you roll a one, you can re-roll that. Yep. But go ahead and roll your hit points. Right. I assume you're taking another level in Rogue. Maybe. Yes, I will be taking another level in Rogue. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking Druid, actually. Let me see here. 10th level, I get an ability score improvement. Nice. Very nice. All right. Okay, so go and roll your hit points first, okay. sir. All right. Roll a D8. That's a two. I'm okay with it. I take it. I take the good and the bad. So what's your con modifier then? 
my con modifier is two. So I am now going to so be that's a total of four hit points. Yes. 73 is my hit point total now. Excellent. Very good. All right, Fleeple, are you going s- uh, another level in Druid or Cleric, actually? Going to keep going with Druid. Druid, there you go. Um, so are you going to take the safe route with your hit points or are you going to risk it for the biscuit? I'll risk it for my friends. Got a D8 and that's a four. Four, pretty good. Plus your massive con modifier here. Yes, plus seven in total. No, wait, plus eight in total. Eight hit points total here. Very nice. What brings that to you for hit points wise? 92. 92. Almost triple digits. Mal, you going barbarian here? I'm going to take my seventh level in barbarian, and I'm going to take the safe route and take that plus 11. <laughs> and uh, that takes me up to 107. There you go. I will say, I, I, I had written on my side my maximum when we leveled up to 10 in the book, and I was at 78 when we did that. So I'm not far off of what I was. There you go. Okay, cool. All right. Now, um, Lance, you talked about level 10. Is it just an ability score? That you can get? Correct. Just ability score improvement, which means either ability score or I could look for a feat. Okay. So you'll have to tell us what you get or what you're going to choose when you finally decide upon that. And Fleepa, what do you get at level 10? I get another fifth level spell slot, and now I can finally start learning fifth level spells as well because of that multi-class. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Finally. Ooh. Fifth level spells. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's going to be crazy. Even, yeah, he says as he awaits further shenanigans. Yeah, I'm going to have to think about that when I do my prep now. <laughs> this fifth level spell. <laughs> so. And Mal, what do you get in your seventh level of barbarian? A seventh level barbarian gets a feral instinct, which means that I get advantage on my initiative rolls. Oh. <gasps> Yeah. Um, and that is the buddy. only thing that changes. Proficiency, rage, and damage all stay the same. Yep. Very good. But next level, you'll get an ability score modifier increase. Nope. Never mind. Yep. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. A lot of shaking the heads and nodding the heads. Great. Lance, do you have an idea of what you're going to be going? Feet or ability, just straight ability score modifiers? I don't know yet. I honestly can't tell you. I have to start looking at some feats, but I will say there's some interesting feats. <laughs> well, folks, we will check in with Lance next time uh, we record I Cast Fireball on our next episode. But I think that's where we're going to wrap everything up on this week's episode of I Cast Fireball. Jacob, Ned, Mickey, thank you so much as always joining as players during this fun, somewhat disappointing moment of not defeating the dragon, but as always, fun interactions with the three of you. And listeners, thank you so much for joining us. It has been a pleasure. It has been a joy having you along as always. 
Uh, if you like what we're doing, we would love if you could leave us a five-star review on the podcatcher of your choice so that other people could be made aware of this and they could know about this fun adventure and keep that word spreading, getting this podcast on fire. But mostly, we would just love to hear from you. Uh, if you want to leave something a little bit longer than a five-star review, shoot us an email. Shoot us one uh, through our um, Gmail account, iCastFireball2020 at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on our patron exclusive Discord channels where you can let us know there. This one we want to shout out Diane. They've sent us an email recently. Uh, they said they very much enjoyed iCast Fireball and the one in Mal's heads were amazing. I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, that was, if you weren't aware, there's a lot of homebrew there since that's not in the adventure, since Mal's not a uh, static NPC in the campaign. But loving seeing the emotional fallout from that. Well, Diane, I hope you loved the emotional fallout of Lance uh, feeling useless in that battle in this episode as well. The tension building is fun. They, they messaged just before the white dragon battle here. And so Diane, I hope the White Dragon battle was everything you were hoping for because it was more than what we were expecting in such a good way. It has been t so fun getting your uh, response here. Diane, thank you so much for uh, reaching out. And if you want to get shouted out on the podcast too, shoot us that email or reach out to us on Discord as well or a review. Now, we also have other places you can reach out to us at, at iCastFireball20 on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, I don't think we're on threads, but, you know, if there's a demand, go ahead and let us know. We'll get on threads as well. But shoot us a message through there, and uh, we'll shout you out as well. want to give a quick shout-out to our sister podcast, Improv Tabletop, where they have amazing campaigns. Some are one-month uh, mini-campaigns. Some of them are long-going campaigns. All of them, there's three different uh, tabletop systems they have over there. Fate Accelerated, Avatar Legends from the last Avatar Last Airbender, and Blades in the Dark. Go check them out. They're amazing. And don't forget to leave them a five-star review on the way out. Lastly, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends and fellow wacky adventurers. But until next time, I'm Thomas, your DM, and around the table we have... Malamara, Lance Thalen, and Fleeple. Let's keep that fire going, everybody, and we'll see you all next time.